the COVID vaccine for five-year-olds? You've got to be kidding. To ponder with Bob Bierman. In all honesty, I never really fathomed just how intellectually, morally, spiritually, and any otherwise bankrupt some of the pharmaceutical industry is in the United States. Uh, really, how intellectually and morally and ethically bankrupt they are. It's all about the profits, it's not about making people well. They, they want customers, not cures. I'm convinced. They want perpetual customers. The more, the better the bottom line. Now listen, I'm a capitalist at heart, but not a predatory capitalist. And what I'm beginning to see, and the behavior, listen, Pfizer, we're going to talk about Pfizer today a lot. Pfizer, they've already been fined billions of dollars for, shall we say, lack of candor, not telling the truth, doing things that are not decent. They've already paid out fines. Now they're making billions of dollars in profits. See, all the money they lost in fines a while back, they're getting it back plus tons more because of their their COVID-19 emergency use authorization vaccine. Pfizer, who was a willing participant with the FDA for the greatest fraud ever perpetrated, claiming that their their vaccine, well, our vaccine is FDA approved. The one that is FDA approved, you can't get. It is not out there for you. You're still having to go to Walmart or Walgreens or wherever, and you're getting the emergency use authorization. So if you die of a heart attack, if you come down with some other disease you're on your own I mean you're on your own you can't sue anybody you can't come after the government when you sign that release you sign every right you had away and people are now lining up like total fools for their boosters will they get boosters next year and if so how many times next year one time two times three I keep reading stories about vaccinated countries spreading COVID-19. And it's not a pandemic of the unvaccinated as the idiot that is in charge of the United States government, Joe Biden, the 50-year failure of Washington that accomplished nothing of any value, half a century of nothingness, just a lot of noise and a lot of money for his family. Now these leftists want to inject everybody with a COVID vaccine because they're afraid of their lives. And now they want to they want to vaccinate little children. Now, when the FDA met to discuss the idea of vaccinating little children, you know, 5 to 11-year-olds, are they going to what are they going to go in utero on this? You know, start vaccinating uh preborn, the ones they don't just abort. 
Is Fauci going to demand either you abort that child or vaccinate it? Don't don't laugh. I can see the the satanic bankruptcy in the hearts of these evil people demanding something that ridiculous. We must either abort that child or vaccinate that child so that child will not spread COVID. Pfizer was already ready. Good old Finky Pfizer. Little rat thing Pfizer. Already had their propaganda commercial ready, starring, of course, little children. Of course, we we were all going to take the vaccine for the children. You know, children that uh, they statistically have no issue with this. More die of the flu or anything else that comes along than COVID. For some reason, kids are virtually COVID-proof. But no, they want to inject the experiment with no long trials in their arms. And Pfizer has this disgusting propaganda piece out right now. And they're going to try to go to your heartstrings talking about the children. Getting ready to fight COVID. All of us want to be superheroes. The most important heroes are those that help others. This year, thousands of kids like us around the world joined the COVID-19 vaccine trial. Kid power. And when they did, they became all superheroes. Ah! To all the kids who volunteer, we'd like to say... Thank you for sharing your superpowers of courage, trying new things, the ability to save people, the power to help people, helping not just um, yourself, but many other kids. To not be scared. Be strong. Bravery and courage. A superhero shot. Helping everybody. Fight coronavirus and help others. You're helping the whole entire world. Thank you. You are all superheroes. Thank you. Thank you, superheroes. Thank you. You're awesome. Pfizer, how dare you? How dare you imply that our children need to take your experimental concoction? Can you tell us what this concoction is going to do to a five-year-old when that five-year-old turns 10, 15, or 20? Will you take full responsibility for any and all long-term effects or injuries or health problems that are caused? Because, see, you don't know what the health problems are going to be. Two months of trials on people. And then you vaccinated your control group so you could hide any issues that showed up after two or three or four months. You teamed up with the FDA for your phony authorization. You fooled the people, or tried to anyway. Everybody thought it was a big deal. Pfizer's got FDA approval. Yeah, they got it for a trade name drug you can't get. Phony Pfizer. Phony Pfizer. Out there looking for more money from you. Now wants to inject this stuff into little children's arms. Like I said before, I'm waiting for Dr. Fauci to say, abort that child or have it vaccinated before birth. Don't laugh. 
They said there wouldn't be vaccine mandates or passports either. Look where we are today. The administration saying January 4th is the deadline. And then we start forcing you. What are they going to do? Take away all your money, close your bank accounts, starve you to death? If they had their way, they would because they're Satanist at heart. They're evil. This is all evil. Creating this virus by Fauci and company was pure evil that yet has to be dealt with. Somebody needs to be thrown in prison and they need to throw away the key. Need to start with Anthony Fauci and those playing with bioweapons and so-called cures. We've unleashed a plague on the planet because we've allowed these terrible individuals to be in charge of things like health. They're putting you at risk. And now they're demanding you take their concoction. You go to obedience. You become submissive. And now they want to use the children to make you feel so good. Let's inject our children. What is it going to take before we stand up and say enough is enough? You've had your fun with your lockdowns. You've had your power trips. You've killed people in the name of your science and your phony science of face mask and other practices you made us go through. Proved to be worthless. Not one study backs up any of this so-called phony science from phony companies like phony Pfizer. All they care about is their filthy lucre. They don't care about you. Today on the program, I have a guest. Used to work for Pfizer. Melissa McAtee, she lives in the Kansas City area. And she came across some things of concern during her time working in a plant that makes COVID vaccines. They lied about, Pfizer lied, nothing new there, about fetal cell tissue used either in the development or production of their vaccines. Other ingredients they don't want you to know about, well, those emails got out and it cost Melissa... Melissa McAtee, her job. So I want to welcome Melissa to the program and and thank you for being here. And let me just start right up right up front here. Uh, what did they tell you the reason was that they that Pfizer let you go and fired you? Their reason was because they saw that um, on another news source that I said that I had quit or resigned, which wasn't true. All right. And they said you had quit or resigned was what they said or. Yeah. Yeah. They said that I, they accept my resignation from employment and they said but however, if you wouldn't have resigned, we would be terminating you anyway. OK. So. And so they, they were trying to tell the public that you had resigned when in fact you had not. Yes. OK. Just want to get that get that clear now. You don't have to go into a whole lot of detail, and I can understand the ramifications, and, and I'm sure that my audience will understand as well. What can you tell us about your time and experience working for a company like Pfizer? Well, um, originally it was Hospira that owned the pharmaceutical plant I worked at. Um, they bought Pfizer bought Hospira, my plant, in 2015. Mm -hmm. And I noticed a drastic change in the culture. Um, 
and the way people felt out there. It felt like it went from working for a mom and pop pharmaceutical company to working for a big corporate, which mm-hmm. is kind of what it was. Well, yeah. And uh, yeah, the rules changed. Um, they got more strict. Um, they gave us better benefits, which was nice, which is what, how they keep people there. Right. Um, they give you excellent pay. And so that was really good for me that they had so many opportunities to be able to move up in the plan, to be able to get pay raises. Um, your benefits grew every five to 10 years, you know, and I was going on my 10th year. I was super excited because we get an extra week's paid time off and we qualify for being a supervisor Mm -hmm. um, after being there that long. So I was super excited. But then when COVID hit last year, uh, we kind of noticed that they did a lot of more virtual signaling and getting more political. They started, you know, sending emails about, Make sure you love your Asian coworkers, or make sure you love your Muslim coworkers. Make sure you love your black coworkers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, which to me, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. But you never mention your white, straight, or Christian coworkers. No. <laughs> and, well, it, you're right. So it, 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 it becomes the beginning of political correctness and and trying to prove that we have divided our people, which is really part of the game: is to divide us and then pretend mm-hmm. they're trying to unite us at the same time. With with COVID-19, and I'm sure you didn't know much about it because they were, I know that everybody knew companies like Moderna and Pfizer and others were diligently during what was called Operation Warp Speed trying to suddenly develop, you know, the, the magic bullet, so to speak, to, to stop COVID-19 in its tracks. What... What was the feeling among, let's say, people that work at a Pfizer plant about what was going on in the background? I'm sure they didn't tell you everything, and I would, would doubt that they would. But what was it like in the culture of working at Pfizer during that time that everybody is you know, working to develop this so-called vaccine? Well, originally, everybody was very excited, including myself, because we thought, oh, wow, we're actually getting put on the map for something, you know? Because they've been telling us for years and years that, you know, oh, you make a difference in patients' lives, you matter. But it didn't really feel like it. So this felt like actually getting involved and helping the world. And that was kind of the consensus. I don't think anybody was too skeptical at first. Um, Mm -hmm. The first skepticism I know came around around the beginning of the year this year. So um, to me, it was after they started talking, I started hearing the quote-unquote conspiracy theories about the side effects of the myocarditis and pericarditis and all the side mm-hmm. effects. Right. And I was just holding me and many of my other coworkers were just waiting until we started producing it ourselves. Um, right. We were all very excited until we started producing it in the plant. And then when people started to notice the sketchy things and skipping over procedures that we normally wouldn't be allowed to skip over, um, things that normally are big problems were no longer problems. Uh, the vaccine glowed, and so that was alarming to some of us. Because yeah, now, of, now a lot of, of people have shared things like that with me for the program, and, and I, I will tell you that I'm very cautious in the information that I share on the program Truth to Ponder because there's a lot of information out there. Some of it is accurate. Some of it is a little bit questionable, and yes. some of it is downright fraudulent. And, and if you're going to make a case, and my feeling is when you're trying to make a case for what is right, only share the things you know to be true. And I've heard this about, quote, the glowing vaccine. 
And uh, so kind of explain what that is to some people so they can get a better understanding. Well, its code is SM102. And originally when I was searching Luciferus in our database, I wasn't finding much um, to do with the vaccine. And so I thought maybe it really wasn't in there. I had emailed corporate and asked, is Luciferus in the vaccine? They responded and said, no, there is no Luciferus contained in the vaccine being administered during the EUA, but Luciferus was used in the test trial. And mm-hmm. I ignored it. I was like, okay, cool. You know, they used it in the test run. That's the conspiracy theory. Okay. And then when we actually saw it glowing, I messaged them and I was like, hey, I was told there's no Luciferus in this vaccine. Can you tell me uh, what's causing the glowing? And the people who are supposed to be answering questions about the vaccine mm-hmm. claim to not know that the vaccine glows. They had no idea so to them. Odd. Yeah. But yeah, you're, so see- like, you're no, seeing it in the plant. Aware. You're seeing it in the plant. Yes. Okay. Yes. So there's ingredients in there that uh, they said weren't there, but apparently are there. And uh, could be, yeah. And and if their loophole is like getting around it because of the type or something, because there are different types of, of luciferous, mm-hmm. which is toxic in certain doses. Um, my personal belief as to why it's in there is to know who's vaccinated and who's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be my only guess, because unless they're considering this all to be a big test subject that we're signing up for in which right. case people don't realize that's what they're doing which we may very well be and and, and once yeah. again uh, this goes back to what happened back in the summer when the fda came up with their cobbled together fda approval for the pfizer vaccine which has a trade name as i recall what co- uh, comorbidity or something along that line yeah nobody can even say it yeah, it's hard to pronounce, and, and what's even worse is it's impossible to find. I mean, it's not out there. Yeah, we haven't labeled, we have not labeled any vaccines to this day with that label on it. Which means that Pfizer has no liability if something should go wrong because you're still signing off your life on an experimental use vaccine under an emergency use authorization. And 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 yeah. this is where I have a problem with being compelled to be a a lab test, which is really what we're doing. We're doing a worldwide lab test on billions with a B number of people. I was reading yeah. it as I started the program today. I shared an article uh, with, with with a pastor that was talking about some of the issues that he, as a pastor, has regarding these vaccines. And, and the use of fetal cell lines in their development and even in their process. And, and so th- this is probably, as I recall reading about your biography, this is basically what kind of, I would say, tripped you up. Is that correct, that this was part of the problem that you had with Pfizer and this may have been their retaliation against you was disclosing that information. Would that be correct? And and if so, what do you know about the fetal cell line? Um, I definitely was retaliated against because I leaked those emails. Um, I didn't expect to keep my job, but I certainly didn't resign. Um, from what I've gathered, because Project Veritas didn't show all of the emails I have um, from that conversation, mm-hmm. um, from my understanding, they're going to such great lengths and links and saying it's not in there don't bring it up don't talk about it let's stick to the script you know right kind of mentality it's almost like it is in there because 
if they already have announced that it was in the testing and development, why not just confirm that? Mm -hmm. Because Pfizer could end a lot of the this misinformation that's out there just by releasing a statement, but they don't, or they don't release honest ones. Because um, how are we supposed to trust them knowing that that's how they talk to each other? Like, hey, don't tell anybody this. Yeah, let's just not answer. Well, let's look, look, at, look at Pfizer's wording. up until it wasn't that many years ago that Pfizer paid the largest fine in history for, shall we say, yeah. lack of candor or, or telling the truth in, in what they were doing. So this is this is already a part of their corporate culture. And, and now yep. that they've got the largest profit they've ever made in their entire history from one product, an emergency use yep. authorized vaccine, that they're, they're seeing un, unprecedented profit. They're not going to take anything to risk uh, having some blowback and people not wanting to take their uh, particular brand of vaccine. Yeah, I um, some of my friends are having their religious exemptions denied around this time when I was trying to decide on what to do with the information I had. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually involved in a work group chat of many of us who were against all of this. And they would say, I would say, I saw two or three people say their religious exemptions were denied or at least were being harassed about their religious right. exemption. Like, um, I, I've, I've been saying it's funny how Pfizer previously would put you in HR for talking about your faith at work. Right. But now they want your foreskin and your church attendance card. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're going to great lengths. I, I listen, I, I, I believe it. I believe it. And, and for a lot of people, myself included, um, I, I would have I, I have definite issues with these vaccines being tested and produced using these aborted fetal lines. You know, two wrongs don't make a right. And a lot of people are so concerned about their life that they're that they're standing up for what is right and wrong becomes secondary to what is right. And I, I remind people all the time that really it comes down to the same thing. If somebody came into your church building, put a gun to your head and say, you know, scream and curse the name of Christ and deny him or you die, you know, you have you really only have one choice. You know, you you become yeah. a martyr for the faith. And and the same is true when it comes to these vaccines. It works the same way. When you know I mean, I can understand where people early on in this process uh, were took something because they were lied to, and it'll be those that lied to them that, that yeah. are going to face the judgment, not the person that accidentally took something unbeknownst to them. Trusted somebody. They yeah. trusted those that should have been telling the truth. And and so the, I, I, I know there are listeners that I have that have gone through this that are they're just praying to Almighty God. They're they're gonna they're not taking the booster. They never will take it, and they're gonna end up you know in the realm of the quote unclean lepers that are the unvaccinated of this world <laughs> before long. <laughs> I mean, all, those that don't have it now, and those that by next year are not getting the booster will be included uh, among the unvaccinated. And as I think some people begin to see some health issues that I really believe are going to come to some. Uh, I know there's some varying opinions on that that go from everybody's going to die to a significant number over time. I don't know. I, di- I just know that... Sadly, the, the truth will be kids dropping dead at yes. this point. That'll have to be the blatant truth that stares the parents in the face who chose to do this, mm-hmm. who didn't research. Because here's my thing. 
I'm not anti-vax. I wasn't anti-vax. Um, I actually, even after being a Christian, would say vaccines were from God um, mm-hmm. in ignorance until I started studying. And once you realize, you know, that a lot of our problems as a society with our major hereditary diseases and autism mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all these, we all have depression, we all have anxiety. Um, all these different things goes back to when we began doing vaccines. Yeah, the level, the, because, the, the number of yeah. people now suffering these things seem, has has grown exponentially as the number of young children at the youngest ages begin to become vaccinated. I mean, there's no doubt in my mm-hmm. mind about that. There is there is a connection. Yeah, I, I believe there is. Um, I didn't for a long time. Um, in fact, I was probably not so nice to some people who would tell me vaccines were bad back mm-hmm. in the time because I'd be like, oh, that's why people don't like Christians because they think you're against science and stuff, you know. And, and then I started looking into it and actually educating myself and looking into the ingredients, looking into the statistics and the just coincidences of, you know, all of these things, I started to doubt. And that's when honestly the glowing was the second problem i had mm-hmm. or well no, that was the first problem the second problem i had was the graphene oxide the quote-unquote conspiracy theory of the graphene oxide and so then i found the in our database i found the report from spain in english which i couldn't find available online anywhere in english mm-hmm. um after finding that and reading through it i was angry because they told me there was no evidence or proof of that report being valid but here it was right here in my lap of them actually finding graphene oxide and requesting more samples to test and them just not getting anything mm-hmm. because they're told that they're crazy and yada yada, which is ridiculous. That's not how science works. Now, let's, let's for those that are not familiar and, and I've read about this one as well, and I'm cautious in sharing because I want to make sure that the things that I have found are accurate. I've read a lot of things that make a lot of sense, some that I'm not sure about. But explain what graphene oxide actually is, if you can. From what I understand, it's really small nanoparticles of metal um, that form a matrix around the cell to help it not degrade before it gets to your genes. All right. Is is how I understand it. But it's um, it's supposedly very toxic in certain doses to people. And it doesn't feel good injecting minuscule amounts of metal into us. Mm-hmm. Even though they've been doing that, people are just now learning that, including myself. So, Right now, I want to take a quick break. And I, I want you to hang in there and stay with me here on the program today, if you'd be so kind. I, I'm really enjoying this conversation. And I hope that, that those that are listening to the program, Truth to Ponder, are enjoying this conversation believe in the work that we're doing here at truth to ponder i'd love to hear from you i have a direct mailing address and email address that only i read and you're always welcome to contact me there and that is simply bob at truth the number two ponder.com truth the number two ponder.com your suggestions any any comments you have are always helpful for the program and I, and I want to let you know that we really believe in the power of prayer here at Truth to Ponder. And I, I don't say it enough. And I thought about it again today that I, I need to remind people, if you want, you can always go to the website. And there's actually a button or even a special email address. Your, your option, you can uh, either fill out a little prayer request form online, 
or you can even just email it directly at prayer at truth the number two ponder.com prayer at truth the number two ponder.com one of the things that many of us that call ourselves christians are lacking at times is our prayer life and our and our study life into god's word and it's hard to be an effective army for god if we are not showing ourselves approved and and deep into god's word and so i would encourage you Uh, to help with your prayer life. We would like to pray with you for your needs. Also, I want to remind you later this week, I'm hoping to have a couple of other guests on the program, Uh, one from Canada that it kind of observes the politics and what's going on there, Uh, one from the Parliament of Australia, possibly even someone that works with the Senate in Australia, talking to them about having them on the program, and a good friend of mine uh, who has starting his own ministry, who had worked with True News for quite a long time, Edward Zoll, and is beginning his own ministry, and I'm going to do what I can. We're not far away from where he is. I used to live in Vero Beach. We're just down the road in Port St. Lucie, and I'm going to try to help get his studio built for his television project with him. So keep me in prayer. I've got a transmitter to rebuild for shortwave, and that as well. So a lot on me, but I, I appreciate your prayers and encouragement. If you believe in the ministry of Truth to Ponder, Here's our our mailing address we are using for this duration as we are doing a lot of travel. And we had to find a way to get mail in a secure location to be forwarded and cared for so it doesn't get lost in the normal post office system. And if you're writing a check, make it payable to Ancient Word Radio. That's Ancient Word Radio. Remember, this ministry, this program is founded upon the unchanging Word of God. And our mailing address for Truth to Ponder is 5753. That is 5753 Highway 85 North. That's 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's number 3248. And the city for the mailing address is Crestview. One word, Crestview, Florida. And the zip code 32536. That zip code again is 32536. Five three six, and we will be right back. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Not the empty tomb. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. The point is, it wasn't just the empty tomb. We talk about the empty tomb, but it wasn't just the empty tomb. It was somebody's empty tomb, not just general. It was specific. It was Joseph. It belonged to somebody. It was it was borrowed. God didn't do the resurrection without us. It was a joint venture. He couldn't do it without us because it was his life, but it was our death. We gave him our death. He gave us the resurrection, but he couldn't bring it without us giving our death. The resurrection is a joint effort in the sense that we provide him the tomb. He can't have his own tomb. One thing God doesn't have, he doesn't die by by his own nature. It's our death. So the resurrection doesn't happen without you. It's not just an event you read about. It's something you have a crucial part to play in. When God came to earth, he made no provision for a tomb. He didn't plan it out 
to purchase a tomb. He always leaves that out. He leaves it out. So you would have a part in the resurrection. He had no tomb. He didn't buy it. So we could give him our tomb. He needs a tomb, in a sense. Your tomb. What's your tomb? Your places of death, your dark places, empty places of your life. The the Hebrew word for tomb means hollow place, the void. Includes your sins, judgment, gloom, your sorrows, your hopelessness. That's what he wants. It's not meant for you to hold on to. You know, it stays dark if you hold on to it, but give it to him. It's going to be changed. The Lord just wants to borrow your tomb. He's not going to keep it. He's going to give it back, but he can't promise you it'll be the same condition. Give him that thing in your life. He'll roll away the stone because the miracle comes when it stops being just the empty tomb and starts becoming your empty tomb. Want more? Ask for the tomb. How often do you get something offered to you priceless, wonderful, life-changing, and free? Here goes right now. Sapphires, as precious as it sounds, guaranteed to help give you a life of joy and victory and the incredible mystery of the temple doors that you'll love it. It's priceless. It's free. How do you get it? Free? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to join me in bringing salvation back to God's ancient nation, Israel, and all the unreached peoples on five continents with over a billion people. How? Just call now. 1-800-YESHUA-1. You can have a part in the end time harvest. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Now, or you can write me direct. Here's how. Just write to the nice Jewish boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's a nice Jewish boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Until next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah. Sar Hechaim, the Prince of Life. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of our Monday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. So glad that so many of you listen to the radio program as a radio program on International Shortwave. It is amazing the correspondence we've been getting of late from all over the United States and into Canada, uh, South America and other parts of the world. Shortwave does definitely cross international borders. And I've been very, very content and very happy with the growth. Even though we're not predominantly a podcast, we are growing every day as a podcast. To see thousands of downloads is is, is really very encouraging every month to see that. And so we're using our primary source for podcasting is Podpoint. And they are a Christian uh, podcast, uh, podcasting company and uh, there is a small fee to use them but it also when you're listening through them you're not having to be subjected to advertising some of the places that this goes as a podcast I can't control the commercial you may hear before the program and, and I apologize that I have no control but we try to distribute this program to as many people as possible. So if there's a commercial there from the source you're using, you may want to consider going to our website and signing up with Podpoint, and then you'll be notified when the new program is ready and you get to hear it uh, without the commercial at the beginning of the program as well. So just, just something to bear in mind. Uh, hopefully this week we have a couple of people we're trying to, to get on the program, one or two out of Australia, Canada as well. And I'm going to try again to get Edward Zoll 
on the program with me, who's beginning to launch his own uh, television news ministry, Crossed, uh, Crosstalk News, and I, I really would like to get him on the program, keep him in prayer. He's been through a lot in these last months, but God is opening some incredible doors. I had the opportunity of visiting him last week up in Vero Beach, and the location that he can build a ministry, it's massive. And right now it's just him and his and his soon-to-be co-host again, and a lot of work to be done, and the Lord just laid on my heart to do anything that I can uh, to help him get started. I've got some equipment and gear that I'm just going to give him and some things I'm going to lend him to get going and, and give him my time. And, and I just pray that we can work together to get the news and information out there that needs to be out there. And, and also some radio projects may have a new home. You never know. I have a guest today on the program if you've been listening, Melissa McAtee. And she lives out in the Midwest, the Kansas City area, I believe. And up until October the 20th of this year, she was working for a company we know all quite well, Pfizer. And she no longer is there, and obviously for retaliation, for whistleblowing about emails that discussed the fetal cell lines and their means that they had at Pfizer to try to keep it quiet and try to not discuss it with the public. Uh, Pfizer did not want people to know that development and possibly even the way it's manufactured had anything to do with an aborted uh, fetal cell line because uh, that would give people a religious exemption for many. Uh, myself would be included in that in that list if that was my only reason, uh, the fetal cell line. And they try to claim that it's not true and, and, and they have been very, shall we say, doing what Pfizer, in my opinion, has done well for years being lack of candor. People forget that Pfizer paid fines in the billions of dollars not that many years ago. Of course, they have now made all of that money back in selling this vaccine, plus a whole lot more. Uh, Moderna, whose company was becoming increasingly questionable and on the verge of falling apart, now the people at the top of that company are instant billionaires with a B because of this because of COVID-19. Now, Melissa is my guest today, and, and I want to get back to talking with her. And, and maybe one of my favorite questions that, that I would have and others would have, uh, the two that come to mind that I'm sure you've heard a million times before, why will you not get the vaccine? Why are you doing this? And, and do you even uh, trust Pfizer anymore? Melissa, welcome back to the program, Truth to Ponder. My biggest reason for not receiving this vaccine uh, is set aside from what I've seen and uh, experienced from in the plant is that it's the first of its kind that's an mRNA vaccine and it is altering the human gene. That is my number one reason, which goes right. against, to me, in my opinion, God's uh, in Genesis 6 when God set the flood for humans corrupting the image of God with um, the sons of God. Mm-hmm. Now, you, just for those that are tuning in that may have not been with us on the first part, a lot of the podcasters are, but some that listen on radio, you're with Pfizer for about 10 years at a plant that manufactures many of their products. That is, is that correct? Yes. All right. And in your 10 years, you, you were actually with a company that was 
bought out not that many years ago by Pfizer, if I recall what you were saying before. And you went from what seemed like a ma and pa family business. And I'm sure there's a different feel when you work for those kind of companies. You feel like you're you're a part of that family to a very corporately minded company very quickly when Pfizer came and took over that company. So you're, you're not interested in getting the vaccine. And you have your reasons, both moral and also the dangers that this new technology places. We've never, uh, so many people do not understand this one item. Everybody runs around talking vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. And they assume because they think they know what the word vaccine means because they've heard it must be like an attenuated. It's like it's like when we got rid of polio with a vaccine and they're trying to use that to beat people over the head. Hey, we eradicated polio. What's your problem with a vaccine? And people fail to understand that the definition, the very legal definition of a vaccine was also recently changed not Mm -hmm. decades ago, but quite recently, to include this new therapy that has never been deployed on human beings before in the history Mm -hmm. of medicine. And this is what people don't get. If you go by the definition of vaccine that would apply to a number of the things we take, whether it's a flu vaccine, whether whether you've done tetanus shot, whether you've done any of these things, those came under a different definition. These these new mRNA technology vaccines would never uh, meet that legal definition at all. What about what you may know about, and maybe you've picked up on, in the testing of these vaccines? One thing that I've read, uh, that it seems that right before the trials ended, they vaccinated both the control the control group, so there is no control group left to to make a comparison in the years ahead. Uh, what, what, what things may, may have concerned you in the production of these vaccines or these concoctions, as I tend to call them, and, and how they were rushed to market and tested? Is there anything that comes to your mind? Well, I did find some documents talking about the placebo group and the vaccinated group and things like that. And I, I do know that they only tested this in humans before okaying it for the world for only about two months, if that. Um, And the animals that were involved, I found the documents for those saying, yeah, the animals died, but it was unrelated to the vaccine. Okay. um, Which I thought was just weird. The animals died, but it was not related to the vaccine. Now, something tells me... That's all I could find or know. Yeah. And I've read some of the same material that you've seen. It is out there. And and you just got to wade through to find it. Um, the real stuff, yeah. So the question that I asked, and so with your experience, especially as, and, and look, during this process, I can understand how back in October, or actually November, when the announcement came out that we have a vaccine, and it's amazing that, that Pfizer and Moderna, in just days of each other, both had something, and then AstraZeneca and Johnson & Johnson, all within weeks, mm-hmm. magically, all at the same time. Had, had reached the finish yep. line. And and that, to me, was already suspect last year. So you're telling me, unless these companies who have their own proprietary and trademarked and patents are working with each other, that somehow four companies and now many others worldwide came to the same conclusion, reached the same finish line point 
with a concoction that is somewhat similar to each other. Um, And it all happened right after the election. I mean, not before, of course, Mm -hmm. right after. And then it was ready to be in production literally by December. By December. I mean, in December, the first shots were being given out to the elderly in December of Mm -hmm. 2020. And, and of course, back then, nobody's going to be mandated to have to take this. You just want to take this. So you, you'll you be COVID-free. You know, get your jab, and, and then life is back to normal really quick for you. Up until, what, May of this year, uh, President Biden got on a stage and said, get the vaccine, and within two weeks, you can take off your mask forever because you're good to go. And here we are now with them talking, still running around wearing their face coverings, still running around saying social distance, but you still have to take a vaccine that apparently is failing faster than they expected. I mean, when you only test people. Yeah, they're just trying to say, oh, well, you need your booster for it to keep working. It's why do people think that Big Pharma wants to cure the thing that makes them money? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> uh, exactly. And, and I mean, it, my opinion is increasingly becoming. And, and look, I started noticing this a number of years ago, even back in the late 1990s, early 2000s, um, especially when my late wife was going through her cancer battle back in the early 2000s. We've had all these commercials on television for like 30 some odd years that I mean, over 30 years for every kind of medicine known to mankind. Uh, for example, I think, isn't it, I'm almost positive, isn't it Pfizer that has Shantex that was out there for quitting smoking? And now it's one of, it's been pulled off the market because, oops, we're discovering it has problems. You know, it, it, yep. it, it took how many years for Shantex to show up that there is a definite issue with this uh, quitting smoking product and now they've pulled it off the shelves. Uh, or the, or I should say, the pharmacy shelves. Anyway, so you I know, think it takes a good fifteen years yeah. to see the actual effect, and that's about that's what it took for Shantex. That's stuff. what it took yep. for Shantex about fifteen years. Uh, it's, it hasn't been out there that it's been out there about fifteen years in in high production. And you're right, we you had two months of people trials. Then they vaccinated the control group. So if there's a bad comparison, you can't find it anymore. It's going to disappear Mm -hmm. because both groups are now a blended group. They're the same thing. They're all vaccinated. So how do you have a control group if if you've vaccinated them and you've only done human trials for two months? That's ridiculous. Yeah. We you know when you look at any other vaccine, these kind of what are called novel. There's another term for it. Uh, we'll just say over the top, brand new, new technology. Most of those kind of vaccines, I was reading an article about a year ago before they even came out with these vaccines that stated that a a new type of technology vaccine, normally 80% of them fail in the first five years of the trials and trying to get it to market. 80% fail within the first five years, and then another percentage of those fail within the next few years, only about one in 15 ever make it to market, passing all the safety studies, effectiveness studies, and everything else involved, and even then some show additional issues years later. But these Mm -hmm. were ended up with only two months, and the FDA with a straight face says, safe and effective, fascist book, Facebook calls it safe and effective, fully tested, 
Hurry and get it. Get yours today. Can you trust? It's all just lying and misleading. <laughs> can Can you trust Pfizer anymore? Not even a little. It makes me really sad because I really, they gave me everything I have. They gave me good benefits. They gave me a way to take care of myself. But I can't trust a company who does what they've done. And ever since I've whistleblown, they have not asked me to talk to them. They have not asked me anything. Mm -hmm. The most I've gotten from them is a voicemail from the security at headquarters telling me not to return to work and then by letter telling me when I've been fired. And they told me I could reach out to them, but I don't know who to reach out to. I don't mm -hmm. have any numbers to call of theirs. Right. Um, I'm sure I could find them, but why am I the one reaching out to them? If they're firing me and they want to, if they actually cared, like let's say the head court, the head top of Pfizer didn't agree with how those emails were spoken and like that they, they that doesn't represent us, you know, like we're, we'll fire them. I'd like to know if the people of the emails have been fired personally, but if they cared and they wanted to make this right to at least save their image, they could reach out to me and try to make things right. But they didn't, they haven't spoken to me at all. They fired me and that's the best I get. Yes. Today on the program is Melissa McAtee. She worked for Pfizer for a number of years and no longer is there since this past October and is sharing some of what she just an online, just, a, you know, an employee. We're not talking top exec, just what she was able to see within her own job, having worked for them for a decade. Melissa, I want to just ask this. If people would like to find out more, make any contact with you. What is what is the best way for them to get a hold of you and maybe learn a little bit more? And and of course, you know, losing a job is not easy either. And and I'm sure that that doesn't uh, help your your household bills at all. But it, what ways can they get a hold of you to find out more and some of the material that you're you're putting out there? And I'm sure that this is going to be quite a quest for you for quite a while. Yeah, I'm sure there's not very many um, companies who have something to hide looking to hire me right away. Mm -hmm. um, but I do have an Instagram where I update my, and I provide my Telegram link. My Instagram is uh, Melissa McAtee92. It's M-E-L-I-S-S-A-M-C-A-T-E-E-92. Okay, let me... And on my Instagram, I mm -hmm. post that. All right, so Melissa McAtee, which is M-E-L-I-S-S-A-M-C-A-T-E-E, -E -E, two E's on McAtee, not one, just McAtee, 92, and that's at Instagram, and uh, they can find out more. Melissa, I want to thank you uh, for being on the program today. I want to thank you for also having the courage to get this information out, especially to people like myself who are concerned about the misuse of fetal cell lines, aborted fetal cell lines, it just, it creates a, a moral dilemma. And also some of the other information you've shared. Um, anything you want to add in closing? Um, yes, actually. Um, I do plan on releasing more of the documents I have. There will be more. Um, people's suspicions will be, you know, put at ease. They'll, they're right. Um, there are not very many conspiracy theories left. They're all being proven true. So the ones that I can prove true, I have documents of. And if anybody would like to support me by prayer or donation, 
I have a site. Um, it's a givesendgo.com forward slash Pfizer whistleblower. And there I'm accepting prayers and donations. The donations help me um, help make sure this gets out there, are able to help make sure I'm able to travel to interviews to show these things and also to help my colleagues who are refusing uh, this shot and may be without a job during the holidays. My guest today has been Melissa McAtee. Used to work for Pfizer, became a whistleblower, and as a result, lost her job. A lot of courageous people out there that are standing up for what is right, not what's expedient. For many, just, you know, keeping quiet, taking the shot, hoping for the best is what, sadly, many people are doing. Many of us, I'm sure you're one of them. Early on, last year, the idea maybe... Maybe we'll have a vaccine someday, a real one, based on real science and real technology. Maybe we'll have something to to rid us of this hard plague that's been released upon the planet by people that, in my opinion, are extremely dangerous and extremely evil, extremely deceptive and extremely dishonest. Dr. Fauci is one of those dishonest people. He has lied before the American people, the United States Senate, the United States Congress. He's been involved with many projects and things along the years that have been highly questionable, highly unethical, in my opinion, dangerous and cruel. Why does anybody need to be experimenting with gain of function on a virus. And then, of course, you have to lie about it by saying, well, that's not really the definition. No, the implied definition is very simple. Are you taking a bat coronavirus and adapting it to attack and make human beings sick or die? Pretty simple answer. The answer was yes. Are you trying to develop some kind of technology along with others and patents that you seemingly hold? To have the cure for said plague. The fact that our government taxpayer money was spent on such evil projects shows the evilness of many in our government. It also explains a lot of what is happening in our world. The fact that Pfizer now thinks it's a wonderful idea to give five-year-olds And using that, uh, earlier in the program, I shared with you the audio clip of their current propaganda piece to convince everybody that kids are heroes. We're going to conquer COVID together. Playing on your emotions, but they're really Pfizer's making you to be a fool. And Pfizer just smiles and laughs all the way to the bank. Pfizer's not trying to create a cure for COVID. They're trying to create more customers for for decades to come. See, notice that we were all told last year, come get your shot. Come back in a few weeks, get your second, and then you're good to go. And how many people starting in December of last year truly believed that Pfizer and Moderna And Johnson & Johnson, AstraZeneca and the others were being honest. Yeah, just come by and we'll make you COVID-proof. 
Instead, we're making a bunch of COVIDians, mass COVIDians, whatever you want to call it. Because, see, this vaccine, it starts to wane and fall apart fairly quick. What little benefit you may get from these vaccines dissipates rapidly. And that's why they're realizing, you know, maybe we need boosters every five months. That means twice a year or more to get these concoctions. See, right now, you may say, well, I got by and I got vaccinated, so I guess I'm good for the time being. That may be true. Let's hope it's true in your case. Let's hope there's no long-term effect either. But here's the kicker. It won't be long until those of you that were vaccinated will have to come in for your booster. And you'll come back for another booster. And another. This this process is never going to end. It's going to be like a timeshare. It's never going to go away. It's going to be with you forever. And Pfizer... Pfizer only cares about their fiscal house, not cures. That's become increasingly obvious. A friend of mine sent me an article. I'm not going to have time to get to it today. Maybe tomorrow, perhaps on Wednesday or Thursday. Just hard to tell how this week's going to go. Trying to line up a couple of other guests. Friend from Canada, hopefully from Australia. And who knows who else will be on the program this week. We're being lied to, and that's why we have to have a program that stands for truth. Churches have fallen down on the job. They're not teaching the Word of God anymore. We're not even handling education. We've handed that off to the school boards like in Loudoun County, Virginia. And just because we see some progress, maybe a little bit here and there, oh no, that may be one little battle won, but there's still a war raging. Are you involved in the war? Are you a part of the battle? We'll talk about that later this week as well. A lot going on this week. Keep me in prayer. I'm going to try to help out a friend who's beginning to launch his own television ministry. Uh, It'll be online, but it'll be uh, Crosstalk News. And it's Edward Zoll, who's been a guest on this program, formerly with True News. And I'm going to do everything in my power to give him whatever I can do to help him. We need to work together. We're not, we're not competitors. We're trying to work together for the cause of Christ. And God has given him some wonderful opportunity and a location, and I think a lot of ministry is going to be birthed from that location. Do you believe in this ministry? If you do, would you consider supporting us financially? If you make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio, you can mail it to 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's 3248 in Crestview. Crestview, Florida. Crestview, Florida, zip code 32536. That's zip code 32536. Until we get together again tomorrow, may God richly bless you is my prayer. This has been Truth to Ponder. With Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website 
truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.